Bronan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the Zomundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keith on the Zumundo Podcast. And welcome to Zumundo Podcast, episode 38. Yeah. And we are back for another week, man. Um, good morning. Good morning. I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. And we're going to get into it today. Oh, yeah. Bit. So I'm um, something of a, it, I don't, don't want to call it an abbreviated episode, but we're we're, we're going to be short, sweet, and to the point today. Um, yeah. yeah, So as one does. We, we, we called up uh, Comic Man and Uncle Chuck and said, hey, guys, we're not going to call you in this week. We got some other stuff we're going to talk about. So Some scheduling yeah. conflicts. Yeah, scheduling conflicts and stuff. Um, so this is a couple of show notes before we begin. Um so we're we're recording this on uh, on the morning. We usually record in the evening, right? And stuff. And uh, next week uh, we are not going to put out our regular Thursday episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to wait a couple of days because next Thursday we'll be at MegaCon yeah, Orlando day one, right? Yeah, day one, of day Megacon. one, yeah, day yeah. one of MegaCon. And we wanted to have uh, you know maybe a little bit more experience. You know, I don't want to just walk around for one day and then you know come back and do the show from the hotel room. So I'd rather have like a couple of days under our belt before we get into it and start talking about MegaCon. Right. Well, yeah. some sights and sounds and, you know, some of the uh, the events and panels and just the cool stuff you get to see up there. Yeah, yeah? really, really looking forward to MegaCon, man. It's going to be a great time. There's so many great guests that are coming that uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing. And I know you are, too. So. Yeah, there's a I mean, the, the guest list is, is huge. I'm really excited to see the vendor Billy Schatz, man. I yeah, I got to see. I got to see. I've Schatz. never, I, you know, for all the cons. I've done in my lifetime and everything. I've never actually seen William Shatner at, oh, really? at anything. And I thought you, I thought you guys went to a panel or something. At some uh, point. Not with, not with, um, not, not with, with William Shatner. Okay. No, and I, I really Maybe wanna, somebody else might be. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of. I've seen like you know Jonathan Frakes and uh, a lot of the other like next generation actors and stuff at, okay, at cool. Dragon Con. Yeah. yeah. That's but, uh, but you know, I really, I mean, like, you know, William Shatner's up there in age, man. I want to see him before it's, you know, before, you know, like I never did get to see Stan Lee for uh, all the times that he was at Dragon Con and stuff. And now I kind of regret it. So yeah, yeah. You just kind um, of assume he's always going to be around. Yeah. But I mean, you got people like, uh, Tom Hiddleston, Loki, you know, Ewan McGregor, Loki. Hayden Christensen, Michael J. Fox, Marissa Tomei, Gina Davis. Like, I mean, and there's, I mean, the list goes big, on yeah. and on and on. So we're... Do, Super pumped. Do what? you have like specific questions you're going to ask anybody? Oh, or no, I, ne cool I never, or? I never get up to do Q and A's. Man. No, not like that. But like, if you just run into somebody and you're like, Hey, you know, like, or, no, I never, I okay. never bother them. I, with Cause that I don't want to like be like, Oh yeah. Gina Davis, you're awesome. At Beetlejuice. Like, you know, <laughs> so it'd be kind of funny. Right. I don't know. Are you going to be in Beetlejuice too? Yeah. That's <laughs> Be like we're, we're done filming yeah yeah and uh i i want to issue a little uh I, I guess kind of a, an apology so to speak ah. so if you're listening to last week's episode you know you, you hear me go all right let's get into it with mysterious world and it jumps straight to uncle chuck and uh throughout all of the editing and everything i somehow in the shuffle lost 
Mysterious World, which is really unfortunate because we had a great Mysterious World conversation. It, it went off the rails, but it was uh, it, it was, was awesome. Great. Yeah. Uh, we talked about near death experiences, which I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go back into it and cover some of that ground today. But like our friend Nino, who was on the show with us last week, had a really interesting near death experience that he done. Like we didn't know that right. when we jumped into it, and uh, he's, he, I was like, all right, today we're gonna talk about near death experiences. He's like, oh, I, he's like, I had one. I was like, and we like immediately stopped the show, and you heard the record scratch, like. Do Wait, tell. what? Yeah. And he told us about it. It's kind of wild, but we're going to talk about it a little bit today for uh, Mysterious World and everything. So it's uh, pretty great. How's your week been, buddy? It's been pretty good, man. I've, I've been man, busy getting ready for this uh, MegaCon, and I got a big weekend. I got a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, we're doing um, um, uh, Ren Fair this weekend Ren Fairs, together. Yep, yep. So. We're going to go up there. That'll be cool. And uh, that's always fun to walk around and eat a turkey leg and see the, you know, jousting. Watch the joust. Stuff. Yeah, that's cool, man. And the weather's going to be nice, so we'll actually get to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> last week, I think it was, it was like real, it was like 40 something degrees out last week um, or last year. I mean, yeah. Oh, last year it was freezing. This one that's going to be like 85 is going to be perfect. Uh, so that'll be fun. And um, yeah. So uh, that'll be a good day. Yeah. And then, you know, then what is it? Not Tuesday, but uh, Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in Orlando. So yeah. that'll be interesting. And you, I, had, uh, I, had a, I had a pretty you, cool yeah, week this you weekend. Had a, so you like, had a fun this Sunday, Sunday night. Kind of spurred you the and moment. the boys. Yeah. You and the boys went down to Fort Lauderdale. It was, it was really a Sunday afternoon evening thing. It was fun. We went to see, um, we, we actually went to two music shows. We went to see, the big one was Bowling for Soup and okay. Lit played with another band. Oh, I can't Lit recall was there. Name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and that was down in, in uh, it, it was, you know, it was a ways away. That, they're starting off their tour and that's pretty cool. They sounded just like, you know, just like the, not just like the radio, but they sounded great. You know, the venue was really good. Yeah. Um, the music was great. Uh, it was, it was interesting to see, but during the day we actually stopped at another show on the way. There was like a matinee, you know, like hardcore heavy metal show thing. That was kind of interesting to see. It was kind of funny cause it's like a Sunday afternoon. Right. Yeah. And, uh, there was a band from Orlando that came down. That was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a good time, you know. How how was Bowling for Soup live? I saw They're them really back good. in I saw them back in two thousand and six. So my only complaint, I I, I don't want to complain about a band because they're up there giving you you know performance and stuff like that, and they're still doing this after they said they're a band for like thirty years. Is that they um they have a whole shtick. Their first album was in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, that's wild, man. Um, I didn't realize that they were that old. Um, mm-hmm. but they are they they're from Texas and they they talked a lot in between songs, and part of it is the shtick, right? You got to entertain the crowd. Um, but somebody was like, no, it's because they're old and they can't play songs back to back. And I, I thought that was kind of funny, it was, but it, I don't think that's really the case. Yeah. And, I mean, I know last year I went to go see Everclear yeah. live. And uh, did you come with me? No, for I did oh, not. Oh, yeah. No. It was. Uh, no, I laughed when you guys it was, said it. It was kind of disappointing. Like, it, it's the dude was, I mean, the, the man was just kind of phoning it in. Well, you, you know, you can, and, you can definitely do that after such a yeah. long career, you know? Well, and a friend of mine actually worked at the venue and he told oh, okay. me, like, how much. I won't. I won't mention it. He told me like how much it cost to get them there, and I was like, "That little, wow, <laughs> that's crazy." Like the venue had to pay for them. Yeah, well, yeah, the venue, oh. the venue pays for them, and then they, I think they get the ticket sales basically. Oh wow! And when they told me like how much that, I was like, "Wow, that's like nothing, man." <laughs> well, yeah, we were at a club level show, is what I call it in place places like the Nine Thirty Club, the Norva. Uh, revolution, you know, they're kind of smaller venues, but mm-hmm. they're a lot of fun. And, um, you know, so you're standing up, there's no like seats and stuff really. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And, and I like that actually one of the dudes was next to the tour buses when we were all walking out and he was wearing a nine thirty t-shirt. So I was like, mm-hmm. Oh sweet. That's, that's, that's neat. 
Yeah. Uh, did, let me ask you this because, like, so I saw them in 2006. Okay. Uh, and they actually came, like, here to, like, our little rinky dink town to play. And they were, like, really big back in 2006. Yeah. They were yeah. They were on the radio. Yeah. They were still cranking out albums and stuff. Actually, I think they're still doing some albums. But, anyways, um, yeah, my favorite song from Bowling for Soup is from their 2002 album "Drunk Enough to Dance," and it's called "Where to Begin." And it's it's it, nobody knows that song. Like it's it's one of their lesser <laughs> is it known the slow songs. one. Or? It, it's a little bit slower, yeah, but he, it, it's he, kind of a nostalgic, kind of wistful kind of I, song. I don't know. I mean, all their songs seem nostalgic, just in subject matter and stuff too. It, you it know, is and uh, you not, know not to mention you know 1985, obviously. It's like little big, big little hit. fun fact about 1985. Yeah. So 1985, which was uh, released in 2004. 19 years after 1985 and was in a, and, and now it's i think as of last year 2023 yeah was uh no 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 as of the, this year 2024 math is hard um that we are now 19 no 20 years we're 20 years past 2004 when that song wild, came out man. so there's that more time more time between 1985 and when the song 1985 was released to to now. to now yeah wow. exactly so <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah so i gotta give them props on this and uh because because i i do know a little bit about music and um you know venues have uh like closing times you can only play like usually it's like 11 o'clock in those venues or something like that mm-hmm. and he said the guy was yelling in his ear like basically like get off the stage you guys are done and uh if that's true he, he didn't say it that harshly but he's like oh yeah they're giving me you know junk he's like but we're gonna play this last song anyway i think the bands if they go over the time limit especially at amphitheaters where there's like you know houses and stuff nearby yeah is that they get fined oh, you wow. know like so much money per minute and uh, I remember somebody telling a story. It was a big band. I don't know if it was like Metallica or something, you know, somebody that was like, you know, mega huge played like, I don't know, it was like 10 or 20 minutes over the time limit and just paid the fine one time at like one of those venues. But that, yeah. that was kind of cool that they, they, they stuck it out and they finished their set and everything. That was neat. Cause yeah. they, obviously they closed with the 1985 song and oh yeah, that's their big hit. Yeah. And then we ate a, uh, we ate a gyro. <laughs> like a little uh like stand you know i don't know that was pretty cool because we were all starving by the time we didn't really eat lunch so that was good drink, <laughs> drink water if you go to concert especially if you're you're out and about all day if you forget you're gonna you're gonna you're, if you're old you're gonna you're gonna pay for it in the morning yeah awesome man yeah it was, it was a nice night yeah sound, sounds like a lot of fun glad you guys had a good time you want to jump into some uh brews news and reviews heck yeah all right send it Stinks. Sometimes it stinks. Sometimes it stinks. Sometimes it's awesome. Lit was awesome too, by the way. I just gotta throw that oh, out yeah. there. They sounded just like just like, like, like they, they did back a brand in the new day. Band. Yeah, I was su- I was surprised at how good everybody sounds because you never know going into some of that stuff. But they played my favorite song, which is I like the lipstick and bruises song, <laughs> just like the guitar and it and stuff. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. It's funny. It's just one of those things where it's like you tell your kids like, hey, "I'm going out to see Bowling for Soup," and like whatever, Dad. They're like, you "What know? is that?" Yeah. I remember like it was some point back in 1994. My dad, my parents were like, they got a babysitter because yeah. like three dogs night came to play oh, at the, yeah, our yeah. local theater. I was theater trying to here. think of a band that would be and like, they were, they, my, my dad had his denim jacket on nice. and I, I was like, I was like 13 years old. Like, nice. we're going to go see Three Dog Night. Like, okay, dad. Okay, yeah. dad. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, can you imagine like, you can't even say like Aerosmith back then because they were still relevant in the nineties, you know, like <laughs> still uh, relevant now. I, I know they're still doing stuff probably, but it's wild. That is wild. Well, uh, 
For, first for the brews. So we're recording in the morning and uh, nothing nothing alcoholic. I'm actually sipping on a protein shake because yeah, I'm uh, that's my breakfast today. I'm, I'm I'm back on the keto trying to lose the weight. I'm, so. I'm having a, a keto friendly beverage, a Diet Mountain Dew, actually. <laughs> that you got from my fridge, which, which is, is delicious. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no problem. I keep a bunch of those. Yeah, my, my girlfriend turned me on to those, so I, I, I drank those now. I did try something interesting this week. What's it called? Happy Dad? Is that the name of it? Happy Dad Hard Seltzer. Ha- Happy Dad Hard Seltzer. I picked up some of those to to do the show not knowing we we're going to do the show in the morning so but you came over last night and we were chilling and uh we had we had like some happy seltzer, dad hard yeah. seltzers and uh i have to say it was kind of an interesting flavor a little bit different than um you it's, know like it's a, got electrolytes like a white claw or anything does it really <laughs> yeah it does it That's says, it says on the, it's got what plants crave yeah it's energy right <laughs> um no it was cool you know i i dug it um you're not super sweet not super bitter it definitely has a different uh well, texture, I guess, is the best way to say it. And the can reminds me of like a PBR or something. <laughs> like it's pretty nondescript. It just says Happy Dad Seltzer yeah. on it. It was pretty funny. Yeah. And it's like red, white, and blue, but <laughs> silver and blue. America. And red. Yeah. Awesome. So that that's that's my bruise. What yeah, do you man. got for news? I got a bunch of stuff here. I, I only got a couple little things here, man. I'll ju- I'll jump into okay. Uh, jump into. I know you got I'll, a lot of news. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'll open it up here. So the Oscars are coming up, and. uh the movie that that is leading the nominations currently, as of yesterday, is it Barbie. Is, no, it's Oppenheimer. Actually, oh okay, yeah, it's got thirteen nominations. Barbie had a bunch, uh, but not what you would expect. Like a lot of people were uh, just a regular conversation saying Margot Robbie, I guess, didn't get nominated for anything. But, it's a movie but, about a doll, but man. Ken did. Like, like uh, oh, they're, yeah, so they're mad Mike about Gosling. that. I was like, but he kind of stole the show from what I heard. I haven't seen the movie, so I, I can't really speak it. to it. Um, but that you know that's interesting. Um, and then I've got a I've got like a an alert for everybody here. Is okay. That, is that my only alert? Yeah. So um, Nintendo, right? This is kind of these are like outside of news. News. Nintendo is shutting down the Wii U and 3DS servers on April yeah. 8th of 2024. Wow. And what that means is you can't play online. No no co op and stuff like that anymore. Which I mean they sent out they sh- they shut down the Wii. The regular Wii. The regular Wii got shut down a long time ago. A while ago, ago yeah. right? Yeah. So this has happened. So I used to, I remember it's I used to watch Netflix on the Wii. Kind of end of life. Oh, really? Yeah, a long okay. time ago. So they had yeah. apps and stuff in there? Yeah, yeah. They used to have great. apps on like the original Wii. You can get Netflix on it and stuff. Yeah. And I remember like I set it up for my mom. Like I had an extra Wii and I set it up for my mom with Netflix and I showed her how to use it. And one day she, uh, she called me up and she was just like, uh, this isn't working. And I Googled Uh-oh. it and I was like, oh, they shut down the servers a while ago, mom. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know a lot of people were upset because of the retro games and stuff you could buy on the Wii store. Yeah. Um, you can't get them anymore yeah. after you bought them. But now, uh, so switch physical media, man. Well, switch has also come over to, um, uh, you know, their, their online stuff. So they're putting out retro games and stuff and, and they're free too, which is cool. Like for Nintendo, super Nintendo, I think some Sega stuff is even there. Um, but so users have, this is the other piece of this uh, until March 11th. So you can merge your unused Nintendo eShop balance into your Nintendo account. So the remaining funds can also be used on your switch. So okay. that's kind of cool. Like, you know, you're not going to just lose whatever, if you had some, I don't know what the coins money, you know, in there. Yeah. Um, which I thought was kind of a, a nice thing for them to do. So if, you know, if that's a thing that applies to you, get out there and, uh, you know, get your balance switched yeah. over. Can't so keep the servers that. running forever, you know, no, especially if there's I nobody using it. You Have know? you ever tried to play an old game that's like mostly dead and there's like one person on it? I'm trying to think of what uh, that would be. Like would be that. I mean, there's a lot of, I know that, uh, I think we talked about it last week where like cities of city of heroes is coming back. Okay. They're like reviving it, but that was something like the servers got shut down for that, uh, MMO like a long time ago. Oh, you and know I, what Joe was telling me, um, about one, uh, the, what do you call that? The, um, Prior to Alt Alliance, like the Marvel games, which are great. I have mm-hmm. them all. Um, well, yeah, all three of them. But uh, there was an X-Men game that was like that. Really? Where you could play multiplayer. And apparently somebody is like, 
like you can still play online somehow with that. I, you know, mm. don't quote me on it. I've never played um, it, but I know like, uh, Star Wars Galaxies was another one that okay. like it went on in uh, 2003. And I think they shut it down in 2011. Okay. Or whatever, like right before, yeah, uh, you know, right before the Old Republic came out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of what happens. Like these, some of these MMO games, like they, they have their heyday and people kind of drift away from it when the user, uh, you know, the user number gets low enough. They say, okay, well, this, uh, this is costing us more money to, yeah, to run than it is for true. us to keep it going. So, uh, they shut it down. Kind of interesting. Um, yeah. All right. Well, if you want to continue on the online thing, we got Elder Scrolls Online is getting a Gold Road update or expansion. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I played it a little bit with uh, with Nino, and I didn't really get into it. Yeah, we didn't really talk high level uh, Elder Scrolls because, like we said, he's got like a super character on that, and he's one of the, the he's basically a god characters. on Elder, yeah, Elder he's Scrolls. Pretty, pretty awesome dude. Uh, maybe we'll have to ask him about that. And then, uh, yeah, and then then the other outside of. Uh, I guess that's, well, what do you got? You got something? Well, uh, so not a good year for uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as we've discussed before. Um, but it's getting it's getting real this time because, you know, um, so, you know, you're just talking about the Oscars. Yeah. But uh, I think we talked about this a little bit last night, and you didn't realize, uh, like, there's what you could refer to as an anti-Oscars. This is hilarious, yeah. So this is, um, this is an event called the Razzies. That I, they, I'm just learning about yeah, this. Yeah, so yeah, the Razzies have been going on for a lot of years, but essentially it is when you make a movie so bad that they want to, I don't want to say honor it or dishonor it maybe, they will give you a Razzie. A uh, and these are, this is something that's been kind of going on for a while. But <laughs> So according to The Hollywood Reporter, Marvel Studios received not only its first nod in the Razzies, but multiple nominations at the 2024 Razzie Awards. Um, multiple nominations. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, was nominated for Worst Supporting Actor, Worst director, worst prequel, wow. remake, ripoff, or sequel. That's a category. So worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. In the uh, worst supporting actor category, uh, it received two nominations from Michael Douglas and Bill Murray's. I didn't even know Bill Murray was in yeah, it. Yeah, he plays a small role in it. Yeah, so Michael Douglas, like <laughs> Academy Award winning Oscar, Oscar, Oscar winning Actor Michael Douglas right. uh, was nominated for worst performance. I wonder if they take it in stride and laugh about it. Sometimes yeah. they do. Like I know, like a lot of times, like these actors don't show up for the Razzies, but then sometimes they show up and oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah sometimes they show up and accept it with a, with a laugh. You know, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, he was uh, Hank Pym. We were talking about Hank, the fall of Hank Pym last week with uh, Nino and uh, and Charles. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, but like I said, it's, it's, it's been going on for a while. Uh, I'm trying to find like some noteworthy people that have like shown up to accept it. Um, Sandra Bullock, I think did at one point. And then, um, that's cool. The Aerosmith song. I don't want to miss a thing from Armageddon oh, was nominated, was song, yeah. uh, for best original song with the Oscars, but also a Razzie. So, I mean, that's it's kind of, kind of silly. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's something I got. That's cool, man. Um, I got a I got a big deal coming out. This is uh, for all your wrestling fans out there. Monday Night Raw, man, apparently is uh, uh, moving to Netflix for ten years, starting in January of twenty twenty five. Uh, the deal is worth approximately five billion dollars. Wow, that's nuts! And uh, I know the Rock just signed on to like uh, to the to the board of directors for the company that oversees them in UFC. You remember that was a thing like UFC bought wrestling or wrestling bought UFC or something mm -hmm. like that. And everybody's like, Oh, it's all going to be silly. And, but obviously they're, they're different things. Um, yeah. Uh, 
That's a lot of money. And and what do you think about that? Netflix. So now you have to well, have streaming, right? To watch. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of been the way it is. It's been for a long time. And is my understanding, you can get a lot of the WWE content on Peacock because that's sometimes where I like turn it on and watch them. But I think it's all like older stuff. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think is it uh, exclusively moving off of network television now? I believe yeah. so. Yeah, that, yeah, would, that would make sense. Everything's streaming now, man. Yeah, I remember. But uh, Blockbuster's supposedly coming back. What? Yeah, I just heard something about that. I don't know. I don't have any details. So I can't speak to it. But uh, yeah, somebody's like, um, "It's coming back." And I was like, oh, I, "I don't, know. I don't know about that." Like, I mean, like, what are they going to do? Like, maybe if maybe they could do Rumor. a streaming service. I know there was some stirring about like. Uh, well, remember in the show they got offered to buy Netflix or something, and they're like, "Nah, this will never work." Yeah, they didn't think. Well, see, okay, so I, I was working for Blockbuster. Back during the the final days of Blockbuster Video, um, I think I finally left Blockbuster. The final days. It was Aww. it was the final days, um, and, and I, I kind of abandoned that ship. But uh, I remember <laughs> about the time that happened. Netflix was was coming up, but this was before the days of streaming. Um, so what they would do is they did mail in DVDs, right, and right. you would just like mail it out and stuff. But um, Blockbuster started trying to do mail-in DVDs and failed horribly. Okay. And then soon after, the you know the company kind of started dropping off one by one. Um, like you know, stores would get canceled and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's weird. I mean, like, what would they do for a, a return? Would I don't. It, I don't know. Would it be like Blockbuster streaming service or I, something? I, I have no clue. I can't really speculate to it. Maybe. I mean, maybe they go back to laser discs and. Uh, I really think we <laughs> uh, we should. You know, it's weird. I was uh, I was I was out at a thrift store the other day and I saw like this whole table of like DVDs and I consider just like I'm just gonna start buying DVDs, man. A lot of people do that because well, it, it's like you know. Think about it like imagine like 10 years from now you've got a dvd collection like that's that's something that's cool i mean it's really cool and you can also watch movies without people going in and like changing stuff like they're they're like they're actively going in and changing like the original cuts of movies and things right now oh, to like, fit like they shorten them for television they short, well yeah well they shorten them for television but also they'll do things like all right well this was Something that vibed in like 1987, but this this just doesn't vibe with today's climate. So we're just uh, gonna, we're just okay. gonna take this part out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I guess if you have the original, I mean, because a lot of that stuff when they when they released limited editions and things like for Star Wars or whatever, they mm -hmm. didn't release them again. You know, on VHS every like 10 years or whatever. You yeah. Get well, I mean, edition. yeah, that's the thing. I think like you can't even find like unless you have like a VHS copy, um, you can't even find the original cuts of Star Wars anymore. Like wow. the original trilogy. Like it went to the Lucas Cut Special Edition with oh, all the okay, stuff yeah, in there, and that's like the only edition you can find anymore. Interesting. Yeah, like the the originals as they existed. Like unless you have hard media, you can't find it. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I mean by like get so get, sense, get yeah. copies because imagine like all the stuff they're going to keep changing. Well, right too, and like uh, I always said that with like records, like the way they were intentionally you know recorded back in the day now everything's digitally remastered and remastered like can you find a not digitally remastered copy of something if you just prefer the old way or probably not you no, know it's know. weird though like i was in target and like but there's cer certain things like you know what is old is new again kind right, of thing right. but they're selling uh like vinyl records again oh yeah that's they're, they're big now again. it's crazy. like our friend ian has has a record player and like he goes out and buys them and yeah, i'm like yeah. you're such a hipster d-bag <laughs> yeah, yeah everybody said that when, yeah. they, when they first started coming back but uh, yeah, now they, they make modern record players and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, I got a little bit, a uh, little bit on the the remake front news. Um, Remember a couple weeks ago, it might have been like two weeks ago, we were talking about Guillermo del Toro and like, hey, man, wouldn't yeah. it be like he's got such a cool visual style and stuff. And he's one of the few people that I actually support, you know, doing remakes and stuff because I'm kind of burnt out on remakes. But this one's interesting. Uh, the cast of uh, Guillermo del Toro's Dr. Frankenstein film is uh, is coming in and uh, it looks pretty interesting. We've got Oscar Isaac who uh, is uh, apparently going to be Dr. Frankenstein in that. Okay. Uh, Christoph Waltz, who is absolutely amazing. Uh, Charles Dance, who played Tywin Lannister on Game of Thrones. Oh, um, yeah, he's and, good. And uh, Mia Goth. Uh, so there's there's a really cool cast coming out of this uh, Dr. Frankenstein movie. And I'm really kind of interested to see Guillermo del Toro's like, visual take on Frankenstein. Yeah, that should be really like cool. A, yeah. It's a classic, it's like a classic <clears throat> gothic novel, and I, I dig it. Mary Schelling. She was 18 years old when she wrote that. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. And like, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. to, to write like one of the greatest gothic novels of our time. Like, that's pretty like, impressive. Classic horror. Like, mm-hmm. I heard, you know, I heard a rumor that um, not, it wasn't Edgar Allan Poe, but it, like her and Bram Stoker and all them were like hanging out and they wrote all those stories as like a competition. I, I This is probably not even remotely true, but, um, and, and I think it's been debunked actually, but, uh, <laughs> That they all went home and somebody wrote Dracula, somebody wrote Frankenstein, somebody wrote, you know, like another what? great horror movie story trope thing. Wolfman. Yeah, something like that. But uh I mean it's a it's a nice fantasy, but I don't know, you know, probably nothing that holds weight there. <laughs> um I got some uh, video game stuff here. Uh so Indiana Jones is getting a new game. It's called uh Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. And uh, it got a cool video this week. Uh, I believe it was on IGN um, about its gameplay and like some of the development stuff. And there's a pretty neat like whip action mechanic. It's um, it's, it's a first person game, but it goes to third person for those uh, climbing and things. The uh, like what is that like Far Cry type moments mm-hmm. where you you know you're like climbing up a side of a building or whatever. Um, I think the story's a little silly because he's like. <laughs> They're like, he's like, all the monuments are in a circle. And it's like, well, if you draw a line between two of them and just keep going, it's going to be a circle, right? You know, around the earth. But he's saying they're all lined up and he had to find like this magic thing. And uh, so it kind of looks cool. But I I think a new indie game, we've talked about Indiana Jones games in the past. We even played a little bit of the one on Nintendo. um, Oh, gosh, the old school Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. uh, In the arcade, that was pretty neat, too. So, uh, you know, that's kind of cool. That's coming out. Um, We talked to Elder Scrolls already. And I saw an interesting one, uh, two interesting ones actually. The uh, the return of Steamboat Willie, which I don't know if it's the same game you mentioned, but yeah, that's, Infestation eighty eight was the one that I mentioned, the horror game. Yeah, so there's another horror game that just said the return of Steamboat Willie, um, and it got a teaser trailer, and it looks like a scary mystery game, kind of like uh, Resident Evil or something, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, of course, like Steamboat Willie jumps out like at the end <laughs> of the preview, it's pretty cool. A murderous ah! Mickey Mouse. It's like all nice and you see the steamboat in color and then it goes like black and white and it's kind of like horror themed. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got the one I'm excited about here is the Transylvania Adventure of Simon Quest. Yeah, I saw that. You showed me that to me and I uh, I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. It's it's the literal definition of a Metroidvania game. It 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 is. It's... Um, and who knows how Metroid-esque it's going to be, but it, it got an official announcement trailer on IGN, and it looks like a cool, not a remastered or re-imaging of Castlevania 2, but that's the style of Simon in that. Yeah. Um, but it's updated quite a bit for the modern era, and it looks like it's got some some crazy... 
Well, they, they like like other video game stuff thrown in, like the one bad guy from Super Metroid, the plant monster that opens its yeah, mouth. That's why I said literal definition of yeah. Metroidvania because they're putting in uh, Metroid stuff in there, which is really cool. Um, so I'm kind of excited so, to see what that does. So and, just so I don't know if you know this or not, but so Metroidvania is like a it's a it's a game genre usually deals in uh, retro gaming and it's always kind of like the, the side scrolling platformers. Right. And where, they, where they're non-linear, they're non-linear. Uh, and you know, you can break this, break the, what do you call it? it, it break the, whatever the, there's the actually sequence. Yeah. You break the sequence. There's actually a new one that uh, just came out. Um, there's a bunch of them about a week ago that I, I, I would, I would get it and I would play it, but I'm a little bit uh, caught up in playing Baldur's Gate right now. Yeah. But uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown is mm. one they just released. And it's sort of like, you know, uh, Prince of Persia, of course, started as a side-scrolling platformer. Uh, indeed, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the recent years, with like since, since Xbox came in like, recent years, like the past 20 years, it's been very much like a 3D sort of like exploration, not open world, but uh, there's a lot to explore right, right. in those games. Um, and, and by no means are any of these open world because you're usually in a confined... Yeah, you're in a confi- yeah, confined space. But, and, and the reason they call them Metroidvania is because obviously Metroid was crazy like that, but um, and Castlevania, Castlevania yeah. Symphony of the Night specifically did the same thing. And uh, but that was, that was, yeah, PlayStation, yeah, side PlayStation. And then, like, you play it upside down. And, like, I remember people playing that game. That Alucard, I think, was the guy that you... Dracula's son. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, that, I mean, that's that's kind of my news for this week wrap-up. Yeah. Do you got anything for a review or no? I do, actually. Right. I went and saw... So, I spoilers. I don't, I don't know where you guys want to land on spoilers. But I went and saw ISS, the uh, International Space Station movie. Oh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, first of all, it wasn't bad. It was, it was pretty interesting. So the plot is a uh, space station has two groups of people, Americans and Russians that are pitted against each other as tensions kind of rise on earth. Right. A mm-hmm. uh, lady goes up there. She's a, um, you know, biologist or something and, and um, do some experiments and her first time in space, she's a former Marine and uh, they're looking out the viewport where they can see the earth and mm-hmm. they're like, Ooh, and she sees a, a flash, you know, like, like a bomb or something or a volcano goes, she's like, I think I see a volcano erupting, you know? Yeah. And uh, so obviously the, the, Earth is is got some issues going on, and um, okay. they, they get radio calls, and basically they're both told to take over the space station at all costs. Whoa! Okay, uh, so you know chaos ensues there. But uh, the story's kind of cool. Um, I think it's got a, a decent message at the end. You know, uh, it, you know, for what it's worth, right? It's you know, it's an action suspense horror movie kind of thing, right? And um, the sets were pretty good. So film quality, it was good. It wasn't as crazy looking as that gravity movie I just saw, but um, it definitely has the uh, you know, you feel kind of confined in space and, and all that. And there's some cool visuals there. And it could be the theater that I watch it in too, because they, you know, like I said, like not every theater is the best. I, I don't watch everything on IMAX or anything like that. Right. Uh, sound was fine. There wasn't too much craziness. They used a little bit of music in there and whatnot. Um, I, what I like about this movie is the pacing and the script. It's an hour 30 yeah. and then we're done. So yeah, like, in and out, I like in that. And out. Um, and, and the cool thing I will give a good directing note here is, uh, it was wit, it written, it was written well enough that, um, like little things in the beginning of the movie, like, Hey, that's this, or we do this because of this reason, like come up later in the movie. It was pretty much blatantly obvious that that was going to happen. Like you're going to need that little yeah, you know, that, that, trinket this or whatever. Will be important later. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't hokey, you know, like, so it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, without giving anything away, uh, I, I like the way that was done because there's little moments, you know, uh, in other movies that do that. And we've talked about that in the past. So it's kind of written like an older film, which yeah. is cool. Um, but like I said, uh, overall, I, I like the concept and it was cool and, you know, 
It's pretty pretty interesting. That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Well, ISS is what ISS. It's and yeah. we're, uh, where can people? It's watch in it? theaters now. It just okay. came out yesterday. I think. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's a cool review, man. I like that. Yeah, um, do you want to? Uh, we're, we're skipping over a comic man today, but uh, let's uh, let's get into the world of the mysterious. Oh, I'm we? excited for this. All yeah. right, let's do it. This is actually something, you know, I mentioned this at the start of the show. We talked about it a little bit last week, but we lost all of that, unfortunately, due to that some happens. editing errors yeah. and stuff. But let me ask you a question, man. What do you think happens when we die? That's a scary topic. It is. It's but, deep. It, but it's something we all got to face someday. Oh, man. <laughs> I try not to think about that. I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't. I don't know. Right. Because I. That's what that's the that's that's like, story. I think I feel like that's there, there's two big questions uh that that we ask ourselves like in our existence one is are we alone in the universe very much so. and the other one is what happens when we die right i think those are the great mysteries right and you know we've talked about aliens quite a bit and stuff but we haven't really touched on uh you know the afterlife or near-death experiences or anything and it was kind of crazy when we had nino on last week and part of that lost bit like he when when we started doing this. He was like, I've had a near death experience and you know, we talked about it and it's crazy. That's wild. But, um, yeah, but there's, you know, I've heard stories about people like who's like heart stops, right? Yeah, exactly. They they come back and, and they're, they're wildly different depending on who you talk to. Some people claim having like out of body experiences or they like, you know, see themselves on the table and they heard things and like maybe something that was happening in the next room that, you know, there's, they weren't in that room. There's no Whoa. way they could have known that and stuff like that. So yeah, or they see like relatives and they're like, "Go back." Yeah, know, go back, like, or you know, yeah, it's it's not it's not time yet, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think and even Nino talked about that. Like he said, he saw somebody that just said, like, you know, you you can come with me or you can go back. You know what I mean? Like Whoa. that's what that's what Nino had said last week. That's so wild, man. So uh, you want to get into like some of these accounts of near death experiences and you know our, our takeaways from it? But there was a a, a recent um, study that was published in a journal called Resuscitation which was headed up by a team of researchers from both the United States and the UK. Uh, they monitor 567 patients who experienced cardiac arrest while in the hospital. Okay. Now, of the 10% of the people that they studied, um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, only 10% of the people that they said were able to be resuscitated successfully. So, like, okay. a large amount of these people died. But uh, 10% of the people were resuscitated. Now, of the 28 people that they interviewed... 11 people described memories and perceptions indicating that they had still experienced some level of consciousness and awareness during the cardiac arrest. So basically wow. they they were dead on the table. Okay. Um but they had but memories. They still had some electricity yeah. flowing around in Yeah, there. exactly. So and then of those 11, six patients experienced what uh, they described as a transcendent uh, transcendent recalled experience of death or what's most commonly known as a near-death experience. So what happened to these people is um, the heart the heart was gone. Okay, uh, the, yeah. The, the heart stopped. Like they had to like hit them with the paddles. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, yeah. But there was still brain activity present in some of these people. And even when there's no response, some of these people recalled awareness of what was happening around them. Um, and I'm going to read you some of these quotes uh, that some of these people were saying. And so this is, uh, this is one account. He says, I woke up in what looked like a space, but there wasn't any stars or light. Um, and he had suffered massive hemorrhaging during surgery. Okay. I wasn't floating, so to speak. I was just there. And another woman said, I remember thinking over my life, but it wasn't like a montage, more like idly flipping through a book and snippets 
that stood out here and there. Whatever it was, it changed my thoughts on a few things. I'm still afraid to die, but I'm not worried about what happens after that. Wow. Kind of wild. Um, So there's another guy who uh, had a motorbike accident, and he recalled being in a black and quiet environment before encountering his brother, who had died several years earlier. Oh, wow. And he said, the only thing I remember is him glancing at his watch and saying something like, they'll be here soon, and then walking away. Uh, A different experience was uh, recalled by a man who had suffered a severe allergic reaction. He said, I remember a feeling of being sucked backwards extremely slowly, like being pulled through water and this blackness fading in and out. At one point, it faded back in, and I was staring out at a garden. It's difficult to describe, but I got the feeling I could choose if I wanted to stay or leave. But every time I tried to go back, I was held in place. Oh, wow. I went through all the reasons I wanted to go back, and when I told the presence I didn't want to abandon my mother, uh, he uh, whatever held me finally let me go. I snapped back into my body. My heart had stopped for six minutes. That's a long time. Yeah. Wow. That's like that's a long time to have no heart activity, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, what causes these things? I don't know. Um I mean, I, I know what somebody said is that is that you know in that process your body releases a ton of like chemicals and endorphins and stuff. Yeah. Just like a you know adrenaline kicks in when when and I, I'm not comparing the things, but you know how like a, a mom picks up a car right and like mm-hmm. does the the massive deadlift, you know, like kind of yeah. just spur of the moment or or something like that where like you know um, you, you, there's the the human body is a pretty amazing mm-hmm. um, um, machine, you know, uh, and. Wow, I, I I'm not sure if it's just that, like a, a flood of dopamine, adrenaline, and a bunch of other stuff, which might help get your heart back going, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I feel yeah. like your body wants to stay functioning, you know, in stasis or homeostasis or whatever. <laughs> I, I'm not using the right word here, but um, yeah, I, we're, I we're don't know. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of the yeah the the not scientific way yeah, of saying exactly. that, I guess. So um, well, there's there's actually there's four theories. Okay. Um, and so the first and the one that perhaps most people listening to this podcast would subscribe to is that the mind is entirely separate from the body and exists in the universe independently of the physical world. Is that like your like spirit? Like yeah, the, yeah basically, yeah, it's, it's, it's a theory. Um, but there's no scientific evidence to support it. I think that's the one that we want. We want that to be true. Right. Right. Um, the second more grounded possibility is that the mind is simply a byproduct of the complex neurons uh, and that the physical brain does and uh, does not exist independently of the body. So basically pull the plug dead over, essentially. Um, However, this article rejected that theory as well as citing cases of multi-personality disorders and other medical anomalies as inexplicable if we were to simply consider the mind a physical quantity produced by the brain. So there's there's actually, Uh. uh, so there's no scientific evidence to support the first one, but there's actually science, uh, some scientific evidence or theories to debunk the second one, being that like that our consciousness is connected to our brain. Pull the plug, and you know, lights out. Right. Um, so the third, this is where this is where it gets a little interesting. The third less known possibility is what's known as the uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly the Hammeroff Penrose hypothesis. 
And this theory suggests that the quantum vibrational computations within the cell cytoskeleton of the brain are what give rise to human consciousness and that the mind obeys physical laws acting on the neurons of the cerebral cortex that we currently do not understand. So (laughs) did you get it? Yeah. And then finally, um, the fourth possibility suggests that the mind... Consciousness and free will are all connected to a new unknown state of matter known as the poised realm. Now, what might lead you to ask, like, what's the poised realm? realm? So, too, am I asking, what is the poised realm? So, um, actually, I I went down the rabbit hole on this. (laughs) Good, good. This is awesome. And I got cross-eyed trying to understand it because to talk about the poised realm, you need to have sort of a an understanding of quantum mechanics, which I do not, obviously. Um, But in in layman's terms, the poised realm is a state of matter hovering reversibly between quantum and classical realms. In other words, the physical plane and the spiritual plane, which is uh, just wild when you think about it. Like if you think that like, like we're, we're in these bodies that interact with the material plane essentially okay. but like whatever is piloting us isn't connected to this it's connected to like wherever it is that we came from Far which out. is i don't know it, it's kind of crazy like i don't know it, for me it, it, it's interesting because there's there's like we have a basic understanding that like you know everything in the universe ends even the universe itself right but what if like we're connected to something in a place where, you know, there is no time. Time doesn't run. And that could be the concept of eternity, right? Right. So, like, you know, the, we talk about, like, the afterlife. The afterlife is eternity. Like, it's never-ending. And, like, to our minds, that doesn't make sense. Like, every, it's, everything it's, that has a beginning has an end, right? Yeah, this is why, like, huge concepts and stuff are kind of hard for us to wrap our, our heads around, yeah. you know? Like, there, there's just... You're not meant to take cosmic level, you know, Marvel superhero information and, and, and understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, so I don't know when I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about kind of like what my, what my personal beliefs and what my theories are, um, you know, and, you know, of course I have no, uh, no evidence to support any of it. It's just all conjecture and everything. But like, I think that, um, we are connected to, something greater and it even kind of goes into like eastern philosophy a little bit believing that we're all you know buddhism says we're all children of the same life force you know so what if there's like just one big massive entity that is consciousness and existence that exists in a place outside of uh outside of our universe where time doesn't really exist it doesn't flow but every now and then to gain a greater understanding of something a piece of that consciousness breaks off comes here, learns something, and then takes everything that it knows, like, back to the one, essentially. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's that's pretty big. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm like, I know we're going, we're we're going like deep into this kind of stuff, but that's what mysterious world's about. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, anything I would say would be complete speculation. uh, I mean, that's all it is. I just, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't, it's, it's a dude, it's a big concept. Like, what you know, and I think that's that goes into the what happens, you know, afterwards. I remember, I remember reading this. There was, um, there was something that somebody had had written, and I, I, I read it online like years ago or whatever. But it's this man who got into a car accident. He died, and he's talking to God, okay. and they're just having a one-on-one conversation. And I'm, I'm going to try to recall it from memory. But the conversation went something like this: 
you know, he's asking God, like, you know, well, what happened? And he's like, you know, you were in a car accident. Uh-huh. Your wife is, you know, was thinking about leaving you. She's sad. She's she's a little bit relieved that you're dead, but oh, she man. feels but she feels guilty that she feels relieved about it. You know, your your kids are only going to have good memories of you, so that's a good thing. That's good. Um, but then when he gets into it, like he turns to find out, he goes, um, you know, well, who was I? Like, was I someone before this? Like, yeah, you were a peasant girl in China in the tw- in like the 12th century. Whoa. And he was like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah. And then you were this person and you were this person and you were this person. And you were like, and he goes, he was like, you know, what about like, you know, Hitler? And you, I don't think you can say that on podcast. Anyways, he, he's like, he's like, you were everybody to ever exist. And so am I. Like, we're the same person. Whoa. You know what I mean? And, and so it, it's like, he, he's like, you go back and you live every single life that's ever lived and ever will live. Like it's just, it's just, it's just you and me, which is really just you, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a wild theory, um, but it's just, it's something to think about and, and believing that like, you know, kind of goes with that, that Eastern uh, philosophy of Buddhism. Like we're, we're all children of the same life force. Yeah, like it's like the out of many one thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this it, is it, pretty it's, wild. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that, like, if if that were true, in another time or right now, we're all at once. You know, time doesn't matter. Time doesn't exist. Like, we're sitting on the opposite sides of this table, having this discussion, having the same conversation. Yeah. I'm reading the uh, you're, yeah. you're 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 me and I'm you at different times Far of out. existence. You know, I don't know. It's just something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot to think about. It seems <laughs> like. Um, no, that's that's a fascinating concept, and uh, you know I've seen a couple shows on it, and and more of the uh, I think more of the out of body experience thing, and and like a little snippets that we're talking about there, uh, Vice having such a deep conversation like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I we all I don't know we all we all want to believe that there's 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 more to existence than just this. You know what I mean? Because we we have an attachment to this. Well, that obviously. and you know yeah you know everybody's got good stuff that happens and bad stuff that happens. And, and, you know, it's, it's sad when bad stuff happens. Yeah. I mean, and you gotta think like, you know, you and I, we're, we're middle-aged men and like, you know, and we got to stop and think about it. Like, you know, we're in this car going down the highway and there's more exits behind us than in front of us. You know what I mean? Potentially, unless you live to be 122 like that lady did. Yeah. You know, Guinness book of world records lady for 122 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, would you want to live that long? I don't know. She probably saw a lot of neat stuff. You know, you know if, if if immortality, let, let's say like you know, a genie pops in, like, hey, you can be immortal right now. Will oh, you man. take it? And you and you like without question go, yes, I'll you, be immortal. You think, but that it doesn't. Isn't it like a curse? To it Dracula? is. A, it's a, you know, it's like, a curse, though. You know, if, yeah. you, if you think about immortality, like, um, it, it's kind of a curse because, like, you think like every everything you ever you've ever known in love like you'll live to see it go away which is sad loss is sad yeah. you know yeah exactly but then like um what was the uh the quote from game of thrones with the god of death like you know I, not today not today <laughs> but also like you know all men know his gift like death is also viewed as a gift because like well john snow said there's nothing that's true. You remember, he was like nothing. It was just black. well, yeah, but yeah, but there's because you you said because the lady asked him Melisandre or whatever, she was like, "What would you see?" She thought nothing. Was, I just yeah. didn't exist. Yeah, he's just like I was gone. Now I'm back. <laughs> Weird. Um, yeah, man. Uh, but immortality. Like, what would you do with you know 
a thousand years, two thousand years. Well, I would you hope see, you see the fall reading. of humanity, and then the that would be horrible. Yeah, but then like the rebirth of humanity after that, like maybe. I mean, I, I, everybody talks about like the end of the world and everything, but I don't like, like that, you gotta think. Well, you gotta think about this, man. The world has ended several times over. We've definitely had what do they call and it? Mankind still level here. Yeah, yeah, we've had extinction level events like the Black Plague. Like that Ooh, was that was that was, that was the end of the world. The fall of Rome, that was the end of the world. Like there's for been, all the people there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So for there's, sure. there's been tons of like world ending events. And when I say end of the world, I don't mean like I don't mean that, you know, the mankind's extinction, which you know will eventually happen one day, but you know, I'm just talking about like the collapse of society and stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean you know, everybody's got their their threshold for what they can deal with too, what they mm-hmm. consider the end, you know. Uh, yeah, that's wild, man. I don't know, like, you know, the Titanic, that's the end of the world because it's, that's well, the I mean, world that's, is what you're on, you know? Like, I guess you could look at it that way. Like, that's pretty, pretty nuts. <laughs> wow. I don't know. It's oh. deep, man. It's got me, got me thinking. <laughs> Near death experience. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, I think about it a lot. Like, you know, and I, like, I, I, I have a fear of death. Like, I really do. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to go. And I just, you know, the only thing I really hope for is like one of these days when I got, I got too many podcast episodes. <laughs> well, one of these days when I'm sitting on, uh, you know, I'm, I'm laying on a deathbed and I'm b- about to check out. I f- just, I, just, I want two things. One, I want to be okay with it. I just, I just want to be like, yeah, okay, I'm yeah, good with this happening. The, you know what I mean? It's weird you say that. Yeah, like my great grandmother, like she was like old, ninety six or something. Like yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm ready. You know, but and she was, she was not in bad health or anything. She's just like, yeah, I've seen it, you know, been there, done that kind of thing. And yeah, and maybe that's just the cyn- cynicalness of somebody that's that old being silly, or or ever, maybe they, maybe they're content. You, you know? know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like. You, did you ever watch? There's a sitcom called The Good Place. Have you ever watched it? No. Okay, I'm gonna spoil. No. I'm gonna spoil the ending That's for fine. it. Yeah, so, uh, if, if you've never seen the Good Place, uh, it's it's a great sitcom. Ted Danson's in it. Um, I can't remember the the actress's name uh, that started it, but it has a great cast. But anyways, the premise of it is is it's 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 a sitcom about the afterlife. So all these people okay. go to the afterlife, and through like it, it runs like four seasons. Anyways, by the end of the fourth season, um, spoilers for a show that's been over for a while now, they actually, they make it to heaven, like, which is the good place. They okay. make it to the good place. Yeah. And, um, the, like two of the main characters, you know, who had fallen in love during this time end up together in the good place. But anyways, as, as the show, as like the final, like couple episodes go on, um, they, they just keep skipping forward in time. Like, all right, now a hundred years has passed. Now a thousand years has passed. Okay. Now 10,000 years wow. has passed. Like they don't, they don't actually specify, but it's just meant to believe like 20,000, 40,000 years have passed. Like they've been in heaven for like that amount of time. Um, and the characters decide that they, they create an archway that basically like you can walk through it and just cease to exist. Um, and this is kind of like how the show ends up ending is like one by one. They just said, this has been great. I, I really love being here in eternal happiness with you guys. But like there's there's just nothing else to do. So one by wow. one, they all kind of go through this archway and you see like their light and their spirit just kind of gets redistributed into the universe. And you don't really know what happens to them after the afterlife. So it circles all the way back around to the original question. What happens? Wow. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think, like, that's the point the show was trying to make is, like, you just go back to the universe, man. You just go back to the Yeah, I mean, you were, you were there for, you know, 
eternity before we're here and then we're here for you know a slight blip and then we go back and yeah. whatever that back is that's you know we were there before and we'll be there again you well, know you know and i've heard that in different even in in like religious connotations too that that something along those lines is is an understanding that some people have you know yeah so that's cool um yeah like i said man we all want something greater than ourselves and we all want you know i think at the end of the day you want you know you want to you want to be loved, and you want to you want to know you did a good job for your family, your mm-hmm. friends, and stuff like that. And and I've and I've I've had this conversation before too. And I think like and that's the other thing I want. I just want people to stand at my funeral and say he was a good guy. Yeah, I mean, that's, he had that's, a great life. He, yeah, he, he had a good life. He traveled the world. He saw things. He, he did, did travel things. the world. I did. Yeah. You know, he helped people. You know, that's that that's really like I think all most of us just to be remembered fondly. But then. You know, even those people that remember you, but eventually they're they're, gonna go they're gonna too. Go too. Yeah. So they'll join you, and you guys can talk about it then, or they'll join you. And well, what if you go out like and you don't like have a good relationship with somebody? They're like, ah, you happens all the time. I man. know it's sad. Like mm-hmm. that's the stuff that yeah, it's sad to think about. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. it's wild. Well, you want to. <laughs> don't. I don't want to end it on. Sad yeah, thing. well, I'll tell you, we'll we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll pick it up with a little bit of. Uh, We'll close out the show with some AI theater. How about that? Oh, that's always a good idea. Make it make it kind of fun. Yeah, All right. man. All right. Cool, cool, uh, cool subject though. Yeah, yeah, I like it. All right. So for uh AI Theater percent scripted <laughs> delights AI today, I thought it would be fun. So we were talking about um the Frankenstein movie a little bit, and I was like, you know what? Let's do our own Frankenstein yeah. movie. So uh, we we had uh, last last week was really it was so silly with uh broke back powers with uh Macho Man, Randy Savage, and Hulk Hogan. And, yeah, Hulkamania. And I, I was like I was like, you know, let's I, I love your Macho Man so much. We're gonna bring him <laughs> back as Dr. Victor Frankenstein in our own Frankenstein Ooh, remake. Yeah. And for and for the monster himself, I'm going to cast Jack Nicholson. Nice. So uh, this is our AI scripted version of Frankenstein, the movie. Here we go. And now for another edition of AI Theater Presents. Scripted delights. All right, guys. Our scene is Dr. Frankenstein's laboratory. Dr. Frankenstein, played by Macho Man Randy Savage, stands over a table covered in scientific equipment. The monster, played by Jack Nicholson, lies motionless on the table. Oh, yeah. It's time to bring this monster to life, brother. Cut. All right. What? You got to more macho. You got to get more macho, man. Not macho-y enough. Go ahead. Like, you got to. I mean, excited? Yeah. Yeah, However you want to do it, man. I think you can can bring it down or you can take it over the top, but you got to commit to one of the two. Okay. All right, go. Oh, yeah. It's time to bring this monster to life, brother. Dr. Frankenstein flips a switch and electricity surges through the monster's body. The monster. Monster's eyes open, and he sits up. You want originality? You can't handle originality. I guess the AI is riffing on us for not doing anything original. (laughs) Dr. Frankenstein looks surprised. Whoa, brother. I didn't expect the monster to have such a unique personality. I'm not just a monster, Doc. I'm a misunderstood creation with a flair for the dramatic. Ooh, yeah. Well, uh, mm, let's take you on a time travel time adventure, travel. brother. <laughs> I got I to gotta, yeah. I gotta interrupt you. There's so a reason it's I think, doing that. So I think, I think the AI got confused because... We did I, a Back to the Future. We did a Back to the Future, and it's the same chat thread I have going with this AI. So it decided to incorporate our Back to the Future 
chat yeah. with uh, this. So, all right, yeah, let's go on it. Yeah, sure, let's yeah. go with it. Go on a time travel adventure, sure. All right. Yeah, brother. Yeah, maybe it'll change your perspective and show you the importance of originality and creativity. No, that sounds wild, Doc. Let's do it. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And scene. scene. That one's kind of silly. They both exit the laboratory, ready for their time travel adventure. Yeah, time, I think they're I, going time traveling. So, you know, somebody was talking about this, that AI actually, and, and you know, not to insult the AIs out there, right, but that they're getting dumber with more input. And they're not getting smarter, right? Because <laughs> people are stupid, I think. Well, I mean, it, that could be, right? Um, but yeah, they're, that they're maybe there's too much. Well, no, to it, it's from. kind of funny. Like, if you know, you watch Dudesy podcast, which we talked about several silly, times yeah. and stuff, and they have like that's their whole shtick is you know they have an AI running the show. I mean, right. there's there's two guys. You got Will Sasso and Chad something, only other dude's name. But uh, yeah, like everything's fed to them by, by AI. But this is like, like their news and everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I it's saw that the Hulk they did that they reported on the Hulk. The Hulk where, Hogan. Where as Hulk that, Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, but he was doing his Hulk impression, and right. then uh, uh, they were talking about the car accident thing, right? You know, yeah. But it was kind of neat that the so the AI is obviously theirs is taking in a lot more than just like hey, make up a script for the silly thing. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it's pretty wild, man. AI, man, what, Got what news can't it do? Yeah. How many jobs are is it going to replace, man? I just don't know. I don't know. People still have jobs so far. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, on that note, um, so we're we're not coming back to you until next weekend. Yeah, we're gonna have some uh, some essentially live coverage of of the event and everything we see and and experience, and yeah. uh, it should be pretty. cool. Looking forward to our uh, our MegaCon episode. Maybe we'll meet Billy Schatz and we can talk about it. Oh snap, that'd, that'd be, be awesome, cool. man! Yeah. I would enjoy that. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we'll see you guys next week live from Meg. I almost said DragonCon <laughs> live from MegaCon next week for Zumundo Podcast, everybody. For Zumundo Podcast, everybody, I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. Have a Zumundus week, everybody. We'll see you at Megacon. Yeah. Yeah, man. 2024. I got my uh, Skeletor cosplay uh, ready cool, to roll, man. man. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to buy a gift for my kids. It's going to be great. You, know? uh, you got a costume you're going to wear? I, I don't know, man. We'll you figure should, it out. You should wear Maybe a costume. Maybe we go as wrestlers again or something. Oh, yeah.